Hey, y'all. The Anything Show is back. It's 2022. It's 2022. And The Anything Show is back. So, you're going to get to hear it weekly as a part of the thread and feed on Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. You know, a little gift for me to you to rub on the family jewels or maybe to take a hit of when you're feeling down. I hope you enjoy it. If you like the Anything Show, if you love the Anything Show with John Francois, how about you go on social media and follow the Anything Show with John Francois and Anything Show on Tiki's and Instagram. Now, I wish I had like a cool drum roll in there. I was trying to build dramatic effect. I don't know if it worked. If it worked on your end, give me some positive feedback. If it didn't work on your end, then don't give me feedback. (laughs) I hope you all enjoy this new episode. It's going to be delicious. And I'll talk to you next week. From Vermont to upstate New York, this is The Anything Show with John Francois, featuring Andrew Vanderton of the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast. Now, here's that John guy. Yeah, we're back. John Francois here with Andrew Vanderton from the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast. Andrew, Happy New Year. Hola, happy new year. Oh God. All right. Let's let's do this. Bukaki for Jesus. Am I right, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing in the New Year's with the blast. Yeah, we are. We are. Some inside jokes that me and Andrew were talking about before the podcast. Alrighty, uh, let's see. Sunday, January 9th, 2022, as we record this, coming up in our headlines, we're gonna talk about the fourth hardest thing to give up for the new year, which is strange. For Let's Get Viral, we're gonna hear therapy from the gas pump. For your celebrity gossip, one of our past interview guest Andrew actually got married to the color pink it was all over the national media it was a big story uh oh my god uh, later on I'm gonna be speaking to Tyler Labine from NBC's New Amsterdam he plays Dr. Iggy Fromm Andrew what did you say he looked like oh god he looked like a hot version of oh I forgot I'm sorry oh no no you I only know He looks like a hot doctor that'll come in and give you a bear hug and a massage. I think you said he looked like a hot version of like a sketchy back alley doctor. Is that what you said? (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Sketchy back alley doctor who will probably lock you up or take a kidney, but he'll hug you when he does it. Oh, God, I love me some hugs from sketchy people. All right, Rosie. Yeah, Rosie is going to be talking with us later on as well. Rosie is the founder, the 25-year-old founder of Perky's, which is a sticky bra brand. Perky's.com if you want to check them out. Uh, listen, subscribe, rate, review The Anything Show with John Francois wherever you get podcasts. Facebook.com slash The Anything Show. Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. We're also on YouTube. And DM us if you'd like an Anything Show shot glass and keychain. Anything Show with John Francois, uh, the podcast distribution, all thanks to uh, friends like Disctopia. Now, Andrew, uh, podcast hosting with Disctopia is what you need to do. It's one of the best decisions you can make. 
because, you know, let, let's say you're, you're, you have your audio, you've perfected the content, it's already premium quality, with more features and flexibility than any other platform from unlimited storage and uploads to multiple networks. Uh, really, Dystopia has it all. Uh, you can even have a private or exclusive episodes, which they pay you for, Andrew. How about that? I love that. I downloaded the app for Dystopia, and it's very user-friendly. Uh, and their Instagram is very flattering to look at. I know. I mean, you, you, you could set up a podcast profile page with Dystopia, uh, where you can manage multiple episodes, embeddable episode web player, all on a secure site, unlimited downloads from your listeners with unique listener reports. Uh, you have web player analytics that are all integrated with the best technology analytics. And on top of that, 24-7 world-class customer support so dystopia upload your podcast there and watch it just shoot off into the world on apple spotify pandora amazon wherever you get podcasts thank you so much disctopia for supporting the anything show with john francois that is d-i-s-c-t-o-p-i-a all right andrew uh, i think it's been about a month since we last did a show i'm a little bit rusty uh, shall we try to get to our headlines and not screw anything up Let's do that. Yes, it's time for the headlines, y'all. All righty, here we go. What the hell are we doing? Oh, 23% of people, Andrew, made New Year's resolutions. Young people, they say we're far more likely to do it than old folks. You know, Andrew, I, I think it's understandable. I, I feel like, you know, with younger people, they're a lot more uh, optimistic about the world. They're like, oh, my God, New Year, I want to eat a five-pound slice of pizza instead of a two-pound slice of pizza. And then as you get older, it's like, eh, you know, just staying alive is really what I want to do for the new year. What do you think, Andrew? You know what? I'm with you there. When I wake up and I have a sense of direction to go on in my life, that's the new year's resolution to me. <laughs> I can't tackle the big thing. Yeah, I bet. Um, and you know what? Uh, if you really want to set some goals for the new year, because I know people are like, oh, my God, I want to, like, you know, change my look, change my weight, all these things. Uh, might I suggest the obvious choice? Me and Andrew went on this website, tryobvi.com, T-R-Y-O-B-V-I.com. Uh, and actually, I'm looking at the website right now, Andrew. I mean, if you want to, like, fix your beauty, uh, lose some weight, uh, have some support for your immune system, you really have to try obvi.com. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the food samples that they have here are just insane. I mean, you could get like a super collagen protein thingy majiggy where it's like chocolate chip cookies, uh, but it's actually healthy for you. And and you could get like other things like cocoa cereal, fruity cereal, cinna cereal. It tastes absolutely amazing, Andrew. Yeah, I've seen there's things on there that are like little munchable appetite suppressants where you're still eating food, but it's supposed to help with the craving of wanting to overeat. So I like some of the things that I've seen on there. Yeah. Uh, and going back to the beauty side, you know, you're, you're going to get glowing skin with their beauty products, luscious hair, strong nails. You're going to have joint support. Uh, there's a reason why they're called the obvious choice, because they're the most appealing option for all that you need to really get your new year started on the right note. They got over 200,000 customers, 45,000 members in the Facebook group with tons of transformations and success stories. So once again, go to tryobvi, T-R-Y-O-B-V-I. Alrighty. Uh, Andrew, speaking of all things uh, food and whatnot, uh, the Mediterranean diet. They say in a recent survey that the Mediterranean diet is the best diet you need to try in 2022 if you really want to stay fit. And Andrew, in response to this, you said what? 
I said, I don't even know what that is. It doesn't sound like it tastes good, though. Yeah, and I'm I sh- imagine, like, Mediterranean diet, you're eating olives and, like, oranges or something. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll take your word for that. Uh, you know, I'm shocked, Andrew. You're a vegan. I feel like you should know, like, all the diets in the world. Oh, no. I know there's the one that killed the guy. He was like, oh, you only eat meat, and then he had a heart attack. I know there was that one. Wow. And then there's, like, something else where, like, you're a paleontologist, and I just thought, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's something. Okay. Well, the Mediterranean <laughs> diet, in case you want to know, it's like a diet that involves plant-based foods, whole grains, vegetables, legumes, fruits, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices. I mean, you're, you probably already have that in your daily diet, Andrew. Yeah, that's me just going into my cabinet and munching on things. There you go. And you know what? I mean, maybe uh, for those of you listening, you have like a workout routine that's associated with that diet. And of course, working out. Oh, sweaty, sweaty, sweatiness. Uh, Andrew, you know, I know you were working out the other day and you were trying to figure out how the hell do I get all this sweat off me? And you were using uh, some fine antiperspirant products from our good friends at Carpe. Am I right? I was. I was using Carpe, and I've started using their underarm wipes, their hand lotion, and their little groin spray, which it all works really well. I've noticed I am noticeably drier throughout my day. Yeah, and I know you said you had a pinky sweat problem. How's your pinky sweat problem? It's actually improved using the hand lotion and wearing latex gloves all day. You would think my hands would be super sweaty. I've noticed a huge difference. That my hands are not sweaty anymore. Yeah. So basically for the best dry, non-sweat experience, uh, go to our friends at Carpe for the underarm lotion, the hand lotion, the foot lotion, etc. MyCarpe, M-Y-C-A-R-P-E.com. That's M-Y-C-A-R-P-E.com. Oh, man, Andrew, I think it's only a few minutes into the show, and I already feel like a commercial whore. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for those of you listening. You're probably thinking that I, I, I have, like, a skirt on, and I'm just, like, shaking my fanny for you just to make some money. It's okay. You just looked into the mouth of capitalism and said, yes, daddy, please. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, capitalism, you look so big today. Ooh, you must be happy to see me. <laughs> Uh, God. All right. So age 24, Andrew, they say in a recent survey that age 24 is the uh, average age that the average person gets the best sleep, which it sounds insane to me because I remember myself at 24 losing sleep constantly trying to figure out what the hell to do with my life as I was like staying home after college. What were you doing at 24? I don't remember life at 24 or sleeping any time that year. I know that I was always in clubs. I was always, like, doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, maybe at 24, uh, we were eating a lot of chocolate, Andrew. Uh, I, I know that. I mean, us chocolate men eating chocolate, it fits so wonderfully. Uh, with you know, peanut butter. Oh, chocolate with peanut butter. Of course. This is why Reese's is always voted the number one candy ever, every year. Uh, and speaking of chocolate, chocolate actually tops a new list of the hardest things to give up for the new year. Uh, they say meat is the second hardest, followed by bread, driving, alcohol. Now, driving confused me, Andrew. I, I feel like driving is a daily necessity that people need unless, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking like the only reason you want to give up driving is if you have an addiction to like drunk driving or driving while high or driving while having sex. I don't know. But, but you're saying that driving is, is should be something that we give up. Yes, I honestly do think it is. It's depending on where you live. Let me clarify it. Depending on where you live, 
and the capability to get to what you need to do daily. If you give up driving for a month, and I'm saying this as a person who's rode the bus for years, it just makes it so much easier in life. It's far less stressful and your carbon footprint is a lot smaller. Yeah, I figured that might, might have been one of the reasons that the carbon footprint, you know, hey, if you go walking or if you go ride a bike, it's going to be great. But you know what? How about uh, places like Vermont and upstate New York where you are? I'm in Vermont. I, I mean, this time of year when it's like two degrees and it's snowing, I mean, don't you think a, a nice warm car is great? I'll tell you this as somebody who stood at the bus stop during a blizzard. I am grateful to have a car during the winter. During the summer... I'll get on the bus because you can kind of zone out and just read a book or something until you get to where you're going. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Uh, also, in 2022, we're trying to ban some words. According to Lake Superior State University in Michigan, the most common words that we're trying to ban in 2022 are words like, wait, what? No worries. At the end of the day, that being said, asking for a friend, circle back and deep dive. Now, let's kind of dissect this, Andrew. Uh, wait, what and no worries. I don't mind those so much. Do you, do you, uh, what do you think about those? I use all of them daily in my life, so I don't mind them at all. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, let's see, that's the third one. The third one can go. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, you know, yeah, 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 we get it. The day has an end and meh, 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 meh. Okay. Uh, that being said, I like that being said, Andrew, because if there's anything I've learned in therapy, uh, instead of being like, oh, uh, Tommy has cheese up uh, up his butt, but it's good. Like, how about you say, Tommy has cheese up its butt. That being said, it's good. Because uh, I've learned in therapy that when you say but in the middle of a sentence, like between two thoughts, it, it actually like negates the second thought. So that being said is a way to like respectfully acknowledge both thoughts. So Tommy can both uh, like cheese up his butt and maybe not like cheese up his butt. Tommy, we need to talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. are, are you okay? Yeah, yeah I guess Tommy but needs to... I 100% agree with you. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think Tommy needs to go to therapy more than anything else. Um, asking for a friend. You know, it's funny. When people say asking for a friend, Andrew, I feel like they're asking for themselves often. Do you get that? Mm -hmm. Oh, all the time. I'd have people come in the office and say, asking for a friend. I'm like, no, that's on you. Yeah. It's not that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Science, Andrew. We love science. And they just released a comprehensive review of hangover cures because, you know, we all feel crappy uh, like the morning of a hangover and we want to have like a quick fix so we can go about our day. And even scientists say, Andrew, in a recent study that nothing works. Like really, the only things that might have promise are cloves, a painkiller available in the UK and vitamin B. Uh, Andrew, I don't know about you. I mean, for me, it's just time, water, Gatorade, sleep, vomiting as much as possible. But I think you have your own secret for a hangover cure. What's your secret? I do. I take this painkiller that's called BC powder. It looks like a little powder that comes in a little packet. You swallow it with water. And then I drink a cup of salt water. And I notice that I feel amazing. Hmm. I don't have any kind of hangovers to deal with. All right. Well, that is that's that that seems a lot simpler than what I came up with. I just thought that like, oh, just <laughs> just pass out and just give it like five or six hours, fall asleep or something like that. And then eventually you'll feel better. But uh, look <laughs> at you, Andrew. I feel like you, you could sell whatever you just said in the, at, at the grocery store. 
I mean, it works pretty well for me. I just want to know the scientific process. Did a group of scientists get together and have like a beaker party and drink all night? And then they're like, oh, we can't get away over a hangover the next day. Or did they actually test? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's something that we got to find out in science land coming up Tuesday on NBC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know. I know. All right. So let's see. I think let's do two more. And I got to do the right two ones because, of course, we have more sponsors that I have to suck the you know what for uh <laughs> mcdonald's they might be coming back with the mixed spaghetti you know andrew i don't know did you know, did you remember when mcdonald's used to sell spaghetti like 40 years ago and now it's yeah. like in the philippines and in one location in orlando i mean what do you think about mm-hmm. spaghetti at mcdonald's um i've seen the mixed spaghetti it doesn't look good at all um it's scary it scares me it scares me yeah now uh, andrew you shocked me you said that you do not like spaghetti at all. Oh, no. I hate it. It's more scary to me than Christian women watching porno. It <laughs> okay. is scary. Okay, okay. Now, uh, when you say a reference like that, like, what do you mean? I mean, because uh, it, it, that indicates to me that you've watched a Christian woman watching porno. Does that mean that they get, like, really freaky, more freaky than unchristian women? Oh, no. They get, like, they pull out their Bible. They're like, she is performing that act because her father didn't love her. Like, oh. you're going to learn a lot of those Christian lines as oh soon God. as you watch porn with a Christian woman. <laughs> okay. All right. So watching Christian women watch porno while eating McDonald's mixed spaghetti. How about that for an image? Yeah. I mean, with a glass of holy water. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. If McDonald's does come back with the mixed spaghetti, I think a nice addition to my mixed spaghetti, like a nice topping, would be the, the ghost honey that we tried from our friends at Heart Soul Heat. Uh, HeartSoulHeat.com, by the way, if you want to try that 100% raw ghost honey, it goes great with pizza. I tried it. I literally tried it on pizza, and it was just like a nice, sweet, very mildly spicy addition to my pizza. And I don't even like spicy stuff. Uh, Andrew, I think you tried it with your foods. What, what, What foods did you try the ghost honey with? I had it on broccoli, carrots, and bean sprouts. And oh my gosh, delicious. And then I made my friend's fried chicken, and I put it on top of the fried chicken. And when I say they tore it up, they ate that food. It was delish. Nice. Heart Soul Heat. H-E-A-R-T-S-O-U-L. H-E... Wait, no. Heart Soul Heat. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it. H-E-A-R-T-S-O-U-L-H-E-A-T.com. I got that right, Andrew, right? Yes, you were right. First show of the new year. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah, the 100% raw ghost honey, it'll change your life. I still have a bottle saved at my house uh, in Island Pond, Vermont, because I just don't want to finish such savior goodness. Uh, last headline before we move on, Andrew, what do we got? Oh my God. Did you hear that skateboarding may, uh, boost your mood if you're in your forties and fifties? I heard, I heard I would do it. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, if you're having a midlife crisis, a study says that skateboarding can really do a number on your depression. Now, why do you think, Andrew, that at 47 years old, you'll be a great skateboarder? I think that I'll be great because I know the true pain of life, financial debt, not breaking a hip. So if I break a hip, I'll be okay. Mm. I don't know, man. I feel like skateboarding... 
uh, is like going to be a very uh, uh, obvious way to show that you're 47 years old. If you're like 47 and trying skateboarding for the first time, because I feel like, oh, you know, your bones are not as fresh as they are like trying skateboarding as like a 15 year old. So uh, be careful, Andrew. I'm not saying no. Just be careful and and record everything for me. OK, the fact that I'm outside skateboarding, people will know that I'm old. They will know right then and there. They're like, he's doing an activity outside. He is not young. Nah, brah. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. I mean, me and Andrew are black, in case you don't know if, you know, for those of you listening, and black don't crack. So I feel like even though you're in your early 30s, Andrew, and so am I, uh, they will look at you as as the same 13-year-old that you probably were as a 13-year-old. With a beard. With a beard. Just with a beard. Yeah, they're like, oh, this bearded 13-year-old just went past me and had a skateboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, you know what? I grew that kind of facial hair when I was 13 myself. So it could happen. It could happen. You know what? You're right. There's something in the water these days. So people can be like, oh, he's of age. I yeah, see it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, now for you, Andrew, skateboarding is a great cure for depression. Personally, I love looking at art. I think there's just something peaceful looking about uh, looking at uh, beautiful art pieces at museums. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I, I loved uh, when I went to Austin, Texas to check out the WYLD gallery. They got these really great collections of Native American art. And Andrew, I think you said that there was like a particular piece of Native American art that like really struck you. Yeah, the, the thinking man and the picture itself is painted with like this copper patina colored paint. If you've ever had like a penny and you see the green that forms on it, it's got that shade and it's a man in profile. You're just looking at his face and the lines in his face. And I kind of developed like this whole inner dialogue and story with the painting. I fell in love with it. Awesome. And you know what? I'm looking at WYLD Gallery's Facebook page. I love the uh, artistry, uh, the, the piece called Boom, you know, Boom! Exclamation point by... Frank Buffalo Hyde. It has a, you know, a, a great uh, red, black, smoky thing going on. Literally the word boom in, in this very beautiful sky bluish color is, is written across the painting. Uh, so really check out the wonderful collection of Native American art from WYLD Gallery. All you got to do is log on to WYLD dot gallery on your internet browser thingy and i think uh maybe like me you'll uh you'll you'll have uh, some of your depression temporarily cured by uh, this beautiful art that we just saw Alrighty, andrew i think that is a great way to end our headlines uh depression can be cured yes 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 Alrighty, if you have a headline that you want to send us, facebook.com slash the anything show, Instagram and TikTok at anything show Francois. John Francois here with Andrew Vandertunt. Like I said, coming up later on, Tyler Labine from NBC's New Amsterdam. He plays Dr. Iggy Fromm. And me and Andrew are going to be speaking with the sticky bra woman of our time, Rosie, the founder of Perky's the perfect sticky bra and i'm a guy saying that so that really means a lot uh right now andrew i think we shall get into some viral videos of the week is that something that i have your permission to do yes let's get viral let's get viral and of course we're not talking about covid we're talking about the good kind of virus (laughs) oh god is there really such a thing as a good kind of virus i don't know Yes, there's good viruses out there. Okay. Uh, name one for me right now. <laughs> um, 
the Ukitami Nomo virus. The Ukitami it is Nomo virus that infects wheat. The Ukitami Nomo virus is a virus that infects wheat. Is that what you just said? Uh-huh. Why would you want an, why, why, why would you want a virus that infects wheat? Like wheat for wheat bread? Well, it creates fire. Uh, what is it? Uh, environmental diversity is what it helps create. It's a mutation on wheat that allows wheat to be used for other things. Andrew, your knowledge of science stuns me. I mean, I know you work in the medical field, but still, it's just like, wait, how did you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I just have a passion for viruses because I wanted to transform one day i love it all right well we got our viral videos of the week just a couple this week youtuber charlie barons imagined what it would be like if you had a conversation with a computer screen at the gas pump yeah you you, you know how when you go to the gas pump and they're like you know hey like save five percent on this and then sometimes they, they play like commercials on the tv screen and, and stuff you know just stuff that you really don't care about you just want to get your gas so this is pretty much a parody of that so let's see if i can actually find it yes i can find the video what is your zip code 54220 would you like a car wash nope i'll get one when it rains are you a rewards member nope would you like to sign up today no are you aware you could get three percent back on all no i wasn't okay well you could get three percent back on all purchases you gotta be kidding me no have you seen a therapist about your anger issues what is your anger just a disguise for your sadness i don't know you don't have a maybe button i understand it's going to be okay thank you i just don't have room to talk to about it i'm here for you perhaps you just need a safe space to express your sadness yeah would you like a car wash you know uh the amount of money that that guy saved from going to an actual therapist just by going to the gas pump insane andrew insane I love that. I want that to happen in real life now. I need that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you sure you're done with the gas pump? And also, are you sure you want to leave your wife today? Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on, Todd. You know that you have nothing else going for you but your wife, Janice. <laughs> have you asked for that promotion at work? Have you done these things? <laughs> Did you sl- I want to be counseled by a gas pump. Uh, I need it. That's 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 going to be the dream of our dreams. Uh, lastly, in our viral video segment of the week, um, I guess if you're going to interview the guy behind the satirical birds aren't real movement. Have you heard of this movement, Andrew? No, I haven't, but I'm excited. Yeah, well, once you hear this sound, you may take that back. Uh, so I guess uh, someone behind the satirical birds aren't real movement. He was interviewed by like a local newscaster. His name is Peter McIndow, and he's coming from WGN TV in Chicago. And I guess the birds aren't real movement guy that was a guest on this interview did a fake spit take that uh, Peter thought was very real. So how about we take a listen and hopefully not vomit? Our movement's all about. But it's more than just Gen Z's falling for conspiracy theories. Well, why? Oh, my right? God. I'm so nervous. I'm so sorry. Right. Well, we hope you're okay. Why don't we give you some time to collect yourself? If you need help, let us know in the control room there. And uh, we'll get back to you if we can. Well, Paul, let me tell you something. Is there any weather today? <laughs> I love how they transition. They, they try to transition from that fake spit take to, hey, so what is it, 36 degrees outside? Come on now. Uh, Andrew, what did you think? Wait, so this was 
a fake interview on a real news network? No, so the interview itself was real. I guess the newscaster was interviewing him about the birds aren't real movement, and I guess because the birds aren't real guy felt like playing a practical joke, uh, he decided to just uh, drink some water and just do a fake spit take on camera. Acted like he was choking and nervous, but actually he just wanted to screw around with the newscaster. I love this. I love every single portion of this. This is the type of news that we need to have. Yeah, and if, if you, we're going to at least have news, make it interesting. Yeah, and if you see the visual, uh, literally, it's it, it looks like he's coughing up vomit, and he's just like all you know, kind of fake fainting off to the off to the side, away from the camera. Uh, it's it's just classic, and of course, you know, the interviewer in the TV studio, the newscaster, is just like, all right, well, how can I transition out of this? You know, I try to do that every day in my life when something bad happens, and people don't seem to get it, but I like it. You try to fake spit take every day of your life? No, you know, when something happens, you're like, oh, okay, well, that was a thing. Let's move on over here. People are like, no, let's focus on the thing. I'm like, let's go. The news still happens. <laughs> exactly. All righty, that's our Let's Get Viral, y'all. There you go. <laughs> You know, speaking of this music, Andrew, um, I think I was, I think I told my girlfriend Tony, uh, like after we just had sex, that like she was lifting her leg up in a way that Olivia Newton-John was doing, like when she was like doing the let's get physical moves, like back in the 80s with the movie Grease. And literally, uh, Tony had her leg up in the same way. And I'm like, oh my God, Tony Newton-John, what's going on here? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. She knows how to get physical, all right. All righty, uh, that's our Let's Get Viral with uh, John and Andrew. Da -da 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 -da. Hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, first show back. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, do we have a celebrity gossip? Uh, oh, yeah, we have like plenty of celebrity gossip that we have to do. Why, why not do that? Yeah, let's go ahead. And after that, I mean, you stay tuned. Tyler Labine from NBC's New Amsterdam. Speaking of celebrities, uh, I'm going to be talking to him. And uh, Rosie from Perky's. Rosie, the 25-year-old founder of the Sticky Bra brand, brand Turk, uh, Perky's. <laughs> Me and Andrew will be talking to her later on. I would love for a bra brand to be called Turkey's, Andrew. Wouldn't you love that? That would be the best. And it's like, put your gobbles here or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Gobble, gobble is the sound that we make when we are close to titties. All right. <laughs> hey, 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 speaking of uh, gobbled titties, let's talk about Betty White, right? Because that's a great transition. Betty White was wonderful. She passed away at the age of 99 on New Year's Eve. Um, and I, I look, I mean, it was just day shy of her 100th birthday, Andrew. How, how did you react to the death? Um, so I actually heard about it while I was working and I was so sad. I was like, oh, Betty White. And then I got really happy because I'm like, she got out of here before things got really bad. So I'm happy about that. You know, it's interesting you say that because my friend Mary was thinking the same way. She was like, oh, you know, yeah, she died from natural causes, but I'm pretty sure her body was just like, eh, you know, we may just have the flu Rona pandemic coming up. So, Betty, you might as well just go while you can before you eventually die from that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I look, go out like a G in peace, not through flu Rona. Exactly. Now, Betty White, they uh, put together a tribute movie that was already planned to be released uh, before she ended up dying, um, it, was, it was supposed to be called like Betty White, 100 years young. And I don't like that terminology like, oh, I'm this years young because I feel like it's just denying the reality that we should face, which is, hey, we're getting older. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, so Betty White, 100 Years Young, is still going to be playing in theaters on January 17th, Betty White's birthday. And I just find it fascinating that we're going to go into that movie theater now, just kind of like tearful, like, oh, my God, like Betty White could have turned 100. She was so close when just a few days prior, it was like, oh, my God, Betty White turned 100. Here's her life. You know, it's just like a big change of thought, Andrew. I love her for it. She was like, I'm taking everybody's coins. You're going to come see this movie and I'm leaving out of here. <laughs> yeah. Betty is camp. I love her. Yeah, she's she's just fabulous. And, uh, you know, you had tons of celebrities who paid tribute to her, including O.J. Simpson, who remembered how his cats always used to wander over to Betty's house when he lived at his now infamous Brentwood estate. You know, I would not be surprised if O.J. had a hand in killing Betty, Andrew. I hope not, um, because Betty, gee, she probably would have fought him and beat him up. <laughs> yeah. She's got hands. Betty White had hands. Yeah, um, but I bet you their conversations were really interesting. Mm. You know her last word. Do you know her last word before she died? I don't. Alan, her uh, in uh, Alan, A L L E N, in reference to her uh, last husband, Alan Ludden. Uh, who was was a famous game show host from back in the day. Um, They were married from 1963 until his death in 1981. Betty refused to remarry ever since because, as she said on Larry King Live, why, uh, like, when you've you've had the best, why marry the rest? I I think that's kind of what she said. (laughs) Who cares about the rest when you've had the best? I think that's what she said. Words to live by, great words. It's very creepy to me, though, that people find out the last words people say when they're celebrities before they die. It's super creepy. Yeah. But words to live by from Betty White. Absolutely. And she was uh, worth a reported $75 million when she died. Really should be worth more. Um, and now I think they're selling a hot dog after Betty White uh, because it's kind of like based on how she liked her hot dogs. Uh, she preferred her hot dogs with like nothing, literally just the bun and the meat. And that's it. No mustard, no ketchup, none of that stuff. And uh, now uh, if you go to a, a certain place that I don't even know, you could get the Betty White naked hot dog. I'll pass. Um, <laughs> but, uh, blog. I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you're a vegan, so of course you're going to pass on that. Um, all right. So Betty White did pass on New Year's Eve. Uh, speaking of New Year's Eve, you know, to go on a more positive note here, you know, of course, we have all these New Year's Eve specials on TV. CNN is very notable for their 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 really uh, raucous New Year's Eve specials, and this one hosted by Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. Uh, Andy Cohen was drunk. Andy Cohen was drunk. I guess he screamed so much throughout the special to a point where he lost his voice. And this guy just kind of uh, went off on Mayor Bill de Blasio, who uh, just ended his run as mayor of New York City and certainly wasn't the most popular mayor. So uh, here's Andy Cohen and all his drunk glory just giving Mayor de Blasio the middle finger. Let me tell you something. Oh, please. Tell us something, Andy. Watching Mayor de Blasio. Don't go on a rant. Do his victory lap dance (laughs) after four years of the the crappiest term as the mayor of New York. The That's only thing the that Democrats and Republicans can That's agree how, on I mean, is what a horrible mayor he has he, been. Wow. So sayonara, sucker. 
Wow. 2022. I mean. It's a new year. Because guess what? I have a feeling of which, I'm going to be standing right here which. next year. <laughs> and you know who I'm not going to be looking at? Dancing as the city comes aboard you. Look, Eric, Eric Adams, Adams is, is being sworn, sworn in, sworn in. Right, as we speak. Is, let's is this it. happening let's right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Andrew, what, what are your thoughts on Mr. Drunk Andy Cohen there? So, um, Anderson Cooper is so wrong, but a champ for letting this happen and egging it on. I don't like Andy Cohen, and Drunk Andy Cohen is just his normal title, but he was New Year's special drunk. So that's great. And Anderson Cooper egged it on and let it happen. So cheers to Anderson Cooper. I'm going to give you a glasses clink. I mean, why not? I mean, he had no choice. I feel like he was just kind of like forced onto this because he's like, all right, well, you know, it's live television. And what am I going to do? Cut away to uh, a rerun of Golden Girls? Like, no, it's it's going <laughs> to it's 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 going to happen. I mean, yes, R.I.P. Betty White. But, you know, it's it, it's live television and you're supposed to ring in the new year. And drinking is a big part of New Year's Eve. I would know there was a lot of, um, you know, vomiting in my in my orbit. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Anderson, I mean, he handled it as best as he could and i just think it's a really interesting contrast from what cnn is during every other part of the year which is of course like a traditional news network and then of course you know one night of the year they're just like hey let's just take all our socks and bras off and let's just go crazy and talk about the mayor while we're drunk that is a great sound clip i think i'm gonna like figure out how to set this as a ringtone this will be my first ringtone ever on my cell phone, so I think I might do it. There you go. Uh, lastly, before we get out of here on our celebrity gossip, oh, a woman married the color pink. Is it possible to marry a color, Andrew? Yes, it is. A woman from California got married in Vegas on Saturday to the color pink. She is a huge pink fan. She's been wearing it exclusively for 40 years. She's the first person to marry a color, obviously. Um, and what makes this special, Andrew, is that I actually interviewed this woman, uh, I think like last February 2021. Her name is Kitten K. Seurat. She is called the Pink Lady of Hollywood. And unfortunately, I could not get her back for an interview because, she, you know, she's too busy. But the fact that I know and I've talked and I have some kind of relationship with somebody who just made national news because she married the color pink, I feel like I could die happy right now. I am so happy for you. I am concerned about the color pink. I want to know if they went out on a date before getting married. But what happens if they divorce? Who gets red and who gets white? Ooh, uh, uh, well, that is, uh, uh, you know, I I would say the color pink deserves everything because the color pink cannot speak. The color pink does not have legs. Uh, whereas mm. Ken K. Seurat can move on with her human self. So maybe the color pink should have everything in the divorce proceedings. And to your... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, and also to, to your point about like, oh, have they gone out on a date first? I mean, the pink lady of Hollywood, she's been uh, obsessed with the color pink and wearing it and sporting it and being a national thing because of it for years. I mean, going back to the 80s. So I would say that uh, this is a relationship in which it's been dating for the past 30, 40 years. And then uh, Ken decided to put a ring on it finally. Oh, see, now that just makes me question pink. Is pink a playboy? <laughs> you drug this woman around for 40 years and didn't marry her. Yeah. Put a ring on already, Pink. 
Oh, God. Well, I think they did. And, uh, you know, if you want to catch my interview with Kitten Kesarag, just kind of type it in wherever you get podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Kitten Kesarag, The Anything Show with John francois I'm pretty sure from February of last year, you'll find that interview. It was a great conversation. I loved it. And, you know, I also love it when we talk about celebrities, which wraps up our celebrity gossip. Let's get the <laughs> hell out of here. You have pink behind you, too. I do. I do. Oh, yeah. You do. It looks like purple. To me, it looks a little pinkish. Oh, my God. Maybe pink. Well, I'm colorblind, so you're probably right on that. Oh, no. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm literally colorblind, but there have been many times where uh, me and Tony have uh, said, oh, that's the color brown. But I say, like, oh, no, that's the color gray. Uh, and, you know, I, th- I think after a while I'm thinking, all right, maybe maybe, maybe my eyes see something that most people don't see. So I'm, I'm a gift to the world, Andrew. I'm a guy who is colorblind, and I might be the first pregnant man as well. Oh. Yes more on that later <laughs> i mean yeah, i'm excited for you i know i'm getting pregnant right now as we speak you just don't know it yet <laughs> oh god again first show back uh, it's just nothing makes sense anymore but i will say though that what <laughs> it's, what will make sense is uh, our you've conf- got the immaculate conception here john you have proven science wrong why are you using 50 dollars words with me what does immaculate conception mean Oh, so the Immaculate Conception, that's Jesus being birthed by Mary, and Mary was, well, Jesus was conceived in Mary without the use of a man. So it's the Immaculate Conception. Oh, bukkake for Jesus, am I right? (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Again, people don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Again, if if you could just tune into what Andrew and me are talking about before the show actually starts, that that would make all the sense in the world. I just really want somebody who listens to the next moment you're in church. This is like Bukaki for Jesus. Bukaki <laughs> for Jesus. Like, it's sad as you're saying green, like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Bukaki for Jesus. Yeah. So, so it sounds like the Bukaki uh, is, uh, like, is a person who's running for office, and I guess the office is called Jesus? Is that what I'm getting from this? You really? Yes. Yes. I feel like that is the thing. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't I'm going to have to call the name of that now just so they can go to church and say their name that way. Oh, my God. Well, uh, if this isn't the name of the episode, I don't know what is. I know you said, Andrew, do not make this the name of the episode, but I think if I spell Bukaki in a very like uh, family-friendly way, we might get a pass from whoever uh, controls the rules of, of naming things on social media. I don't know. So... Do it this way, right? B-O-O, like boo, and then spell khakis, and boom. Hey, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, like boo, like a ghost, and then khaki pants, and then for Jesus. There you go. I like Once that. Once you say it all fast, it says bukkake for Jesus. Oh, boy. I love it. I love it. You know, Tyler Labine and Rosie Mangiarati from Perky's, they're, they're, I'm sure they're listening to this right now and so glad that they're associated with this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, Tyler was fabulous, Andrew. I mean, you looked at a picture of Tyler from NBC's New Amsterdam. And like we said earlier in the show, you said he looks like a sexy version of a like a back alley sketchy doctor. And uh, once you hear his voice, once you hear the intelligence that comes behind this guy, you will be marveled. 
Uh, Tyler Labine, Dr. Iggy Fromm from NBC's New Amsterdam. I know some of you on social media was looking forward to this interview. So that's coming up. And then afterwards, me and Andrew are going to be talking to Rosie from the Perky's Sticky Bra brand, a very inspiring 24-year-old or 25-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, so if you have any weddings, cocktail parties coming up and women, you, you need that sticky bra that is very easy to put on and take off and, of course, doesn't obviously show through your dress, then try Perky's, perkys.com. Uh, we'll have that conversation with Rosie coming up right after Tyler Labine. Andrew, uh, it's been a pleasure. And I guess let's keep on going with these shows. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's tickle people's eardrums again. Ooh, and maybe we can tickle something else if they'll let us. Oh, yeah. With consent? I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be clear, it's 2022. With consent. With consent. Okay. Okay. All right. Sayonara, tickle people. <laughs> I was just talking with our our reps here from NBC about what a crazy Christmas holiday this was. Just yeah. um, a lot of a lot of like near misses with COVID. Uh, and actually, not even misses for some people, but yeah, it was a it's a challenging holiday. Oh yeah, for sure. How, yeah. how was your holiday? Did you uh, get to spend it with family? I did. I went home and saw my kids and uh, took them to Disneyland, which was probably a, a, a bad decision, but we we went. Anyway. <laughs> Um, it was good though. And we got to go up to the mountains in California and do a little sledding and snowman building. And, um, it was fun, man. It was really good. But my, me and my kids all got sick. We didn't get COVID, but we all got sick and we're all recovering still. So, um, yeah. How how was, how was the, how was the crowd at Disneyland? Because I know that like in the, in the early days of the pandemic, it was pretty much deserted. And then there was a point where the crowd started coming back again. I mean, is it still pretty good or is it like empty now? It's it's, no, it's insanely busy. It was like, and I, this is coming from a guy who has had a season's pass for like 10 years now. I, uh, it was, it's insane. I've never seen it that busy. It was, it was almost unenjoyable. I'm not trying to deter people from going. Maybe I should during the pandemic, but it was like, it was nuts, man. Like the Peter Pan ride had like an hour and 10 minute wait. You know what I mean? Like, it's just sort of, um, it's a lot, it's a lot when it's that busy and you're just being touched by people all day. So halfway through the trip, I was like, Hey, I don't want to be touched anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been to Disney world like way back in 2000 when I was like nine or 10 years old, I've never been to Disneyland. And I, I think I kind of jokingly said during the early days of the pandemic that like, Oh, Hey, like if it's still open, there's probably yeah. no better time to go than right now when everybody's yeah. ready to go out. And, and my- I, I went when it was deserted as well. And that was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get access to all the rides and they, they probably sure. put the prices down a little bit. So, you know, there's not, not, nothing wrong with that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I got to say, uh, Tyler, my girlfriend is a huge fan of New Amsterdam. We, we actually watched a few episodes together uh, recently. And and I just wonder, because mm-hmm. I, I think I get this question in my mind every time I see a medical drama on television. Like, what, what would you say makes New Amsterdam like significantly different from any medical drama that's, that's been seen on TV. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not, I'm not really a medical drama fan and I'm okay with saying that. Um, But I, I did choose to do this show for a very specific reason that I thought set this show apart, which was that it's um, it's incredibly inclusive. And I think it's like at its core, it's really a show about, what's happening within the medical system in this country and what's broken with it and what we can do. Oh, there you are, man. And what can be done, what can be done to change it from a public hospital's perspective 
And from the perspective of these doctors who are trying to do all they can, like within the confines of this very bureaucratic system full of red tape, <clears throat> what you can do to actually make things better for people in this country. And I was like, oh, who, what, it's not about who's sleeping with each other. Right? It's not about, you know, pass me the scalpel. There's like some real stuff being discussed. Like some, and I didn't even know where it was going to go from there. I just was like that. I like that. I'll, I'll do that show. And, uh, and then the mental health element that my character is, you know, sort of the, the, at the core of the representation of the medical, of the mental health aspect of the show. I was like, Oh man, my, my mom was in mental health care for many, many years. And it's just not represented. It's just not talked about. It's just not really. It, and if it is, it's very fleeting. Uh, it's not very comprehensive. It's not very inclusive. We'll talk about the big three, you know, it's like depression, anxiety, and I don't even know what the big third, third big three would be, but there's, there's so much more to discuss in this show, like unflinchingly discusses a ton of stuff with mental health. And for me personally, that, that is such a huge coup for this show. And we've been recognized and honored by the world health organization, specifically for some of our efforts in the mental health arena uh, and other elements of the show, just in the medical uh, sort of field. But it's just, it's, it's like, doing something that I've never seen. It's like really talking about how hard it is in this country to get good healthcare um, and the things you can do to, to, to find it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, tell us more about your character. I, I believe your character, uh, a child a psychiatrist, you know, someone who, you know, likes to, you know, think outside the box. Can you, can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about Yeah. He's not a child psychiatrist. It, it started that way because Jennifer Havens, Dr. Jennifer Havens at, at Bellevue here in, in New York, this show, this, this character was loosely based on her. And I got to meet with her at the beginning of the, the production of the show. And she really deals with children at Bellevue, you know, but because of the fact that this is TV and we wanted to open up the story pool a little bit more, Iggy is now a, um, the chair of behavioral studies, because we uh-huh. got actually, there was a few people who reached out in the community saying like, well, you can't just say you're a psychologist and a psychiatrist and a child psychologist, psychologist, like, you know, which one are you? This is a community that has very fiercely kind of worked to differentiate psychology from psychiatry. So very early on, we were like, right, that's not cool, man. We can't just be everything. Uh, but again, it's TV and we had to sort of keep it inclusive. And uh, so we changed Iggy's job title to chair of behavioral studies. And uh, yeah, it's it's been really, really cool. Like I said, my mom was in mental health care for years and years. And um, it's just like, a relatively unseen corner of healthcare. And like I said, the stigma in this country is so thick. I think it's getting better and better, but the stigma in North America of talking about and approaching mental healthcare, even the fact that we have to differentiate mental healthcare from healthcare is like such a, a thing to me that just, why can't we make that leap to just, you know, having uh, autism or having severe crippling bipolar disorder or, why is that different than having diabetes or degenerative heart disease? Like it's not, we don't point a finger at those people and say, Oh, what'd you do? Or you're weak or, you know, Oh, you're a weirdo. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not your fault. This is, this is brain, this is brain chemistry. This is, these are things that we're born with or that we develop very naturally that need to be discussed. And I really like the fact that this character, Dr. From, uh, from children to adults is like uh, addressing all of it. Like things that we don't really even think about so i think it's a lot of water cooler conversations about mental health are happening and i think that that's that's dope that's that's like that's what i like about this show yeah and i, and I believe you guys are in your fourth season right now and if you like had to attach like you know 
thematic words yeah. to each season and went to season four. How would you describe each season in word? Season one, I think, was rogue. We'll say rogue for season <laughs> okay. one. Maverick. Season two, I think, was <clears throat> complications. <laughs> season three was COVID. Uh, and season four is uh, finding joy. Five, and you know we've we've promised a lot of joy. Like the, the theme of season four is finding finding your joy. Um, but the thing that I think needs to be addressed with that is that finding your joy isn't always joyful. You know, like the ride the ride to joy can be pretty bumpy. Um, and there's a, a big relationship that's at the core of the show with Max and Helen that people wanted for so long. And thing that people forget is like, once those people get together, they're together and being a couple doesn't always look <laughs> as romantic as like the moments before and the anticipatory sort of will they, won't they of a couple, um, then they're just together and you got to watch them go through all the things that we all go through. And, um, so, you know, finding joy and, and romance and all that season four is about that, but it's also about what that actually looks like. Not just like we did it. We're joyful. Here we are. You know, that's not the world we're living in, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so we're doing this, this conversation on Monday, January 3rd. Um, I believe uh, there's a new episode airing tomorrow night at yeah. 10 on NBC. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Can, 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 you give us, can you give us a little taste of what to expect for that episode? Absolutely. So, you know, we left off with, um, first of all, Max and Helen going to London, which no one really thought they were going to do. Even us, we were like, there's no way. They're going to send the two leads of the show to another country, another continent. And they did. Um, we have got... Uh, Layron, which is also like Dr. Bloom and, and Layla have uh, have hit some sort of rocks with their relationship. Um, it, we have a mad woman of a new medical director named Veronica Fuentes who's come in and is just like wreaking havoc on the hospital. So we're going to pick up with that and see what that app uh, affects. And it's affecting things very negatively for every department. In fact, Iggy gets a major program in his department shut down by her where he's giving jobs to patients in the psych ward. Uh, which are like their lifeline. So there's, there's a lot of things that are happening that are just like, there's a lot of negative effects to Max and Helen leaving. And I think that's where we're going to pick up and see what that actually looks like now. Awesome. Now, Tyler, before I let you go, how can we uh, keep in touch with you on social media? Oh yeah. I'm uh, at T Labine on Instagram and I'm at Ty Labine on Twitter. And I also have a music account on Instagram called at Adanac, A-D-A-N-A-C. It's Canada backwards. I make music and produce music and I'm releasing quite a bit of music and all of my music related stuff is there. Awesome. All right. Well, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at anything show Francois. So I'll, I'll definitely give you a follow uh, right after we uh, get off of zoom here. Thanks man. I'll follow you back. All right, man. Thank you so much. Uh, take care. I'll, I'll, I'll tell my uh, girlfriend, you said hi to her. <laughs> yeah, dude, please do. Hi. <laughs> Your name is Tony. Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. <laughs> all righty. Take care, Tyler. Better man. You too. Uh, Rosie, uh, so I, I think you said you're 25. Yes. Oh my God, 25, and already you got this business that is uh, exploding. I mean, my uh, girlfriend, who is um, going to be a bridesmaid at one of our friends' wedding this summer, uh, I, I recommended the the website to Thank her. Thank you. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, I recommended the website to her because uh, I look, I just know that <laughs> and she's going to hate me for saying this. I just know that uh, her her chest, like she, it, it seems to always be growing every single second of every single day. So <laughs> always struggling to find like consistent bras that will like fit for a while. So I thought, oh, let me just uh, see what she could do with perkies. And she's yeah. like, oh, hey, hey, this is perfect. I, I could use for a wedding thanks for the plug <laughs> what's that thank you for the plug yes 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 so um i mean let, let's get down to business because really uh, rosie uh, you are on zoom with two men i think andrew l- let me the, call, call me wrong on this if i am I, I think out of the two of us maybe you have a little bit more knowledge of bras than i do uh, am I, am I okay? Or, or is that like, you know, are you, are you as unknowledgeable about it as, as I am? Um, I know about bras. I mean, I'm never going near one because I'm gay, but <laughs> I know about them, <laughs> but you know, I've also tried on a few in my day. Can't lie. They're pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, so for uh, Rosie, for dumb guys like me who uh, don't really know anything about like the science behind bras, uh, can, can you just start by explaining uh, the sticky bra? Because Perky's totally. of course like known as the ultimate sticky bra. Totally. So let's, let's start with the basics. What okay. is a sticky Yes, I always preface this with some education around the product because it's not as well known as your standard everyday bra. Um, so a stick on bra is a backless and strapless bra and it sticks on to a woman's chest. Um, and the purpose behind sticky bras are to wear them with backless and strapless outfits, whether it's off the shoulder, crisscross, um, you name it. And, um, people, women still want coverage and support without their bra straps showing. So, um, the sticky bra was invented probably in the early two thousands. Um, and there hasn't been much innovation since, um, I think it's a great idea, great concept and solves, you know, this issue of women wanting coverage and support without their straps showing, but a huge problem with current stick on bras is, um, the inside of the shell is like painted on with adhesive. Um, so after you wear them a few times, they begin to lose adhesion. They get really dirty and gross and hair and dust gets stuck on the inner shell. And before you know it, they're rendered useless and it's a very unsustainable option, but also a pricey option when you have to replace the entire bra after just a few wears. Um, so my idea was to create stick on bras with replacement adhesives. Um, so instead of buying a whole new bra after you, the adhesion wears down or after the bra gets dirty, you could peel back that top layer of adhesive revealing the fresh clean layer beneath it. And then going forward, you could just buy the replacement layers. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the premises behind what Perky, the Perky Sticky Bra is and the value add. Now, um, I uh, from this conversation, from the website, everything, I, I noticed a lot of use of the word adhesion. Um, so again, uh, adhesion, what does it mean? I'm assuming this is what makes the Sticky Bras stick to the chest, right? Yeah. So adhesion is basically like, yeah, stickiness. Um, an adhesive is kind of like a form of tape um, or tape is an adhesive. So yeah. um, that is definitely on the website. <laughs> and I use that word 
50 times a day. Um, but basically <laughs> adhesives are like those layered sticky pieces. Um, almost you can, you know, interchange it with the word tape, uh, double-sided tape. Um, and those are inside the bra and that kind of connects the bra to the skin. And these adhesives are all medical grade, um, incredibly high quality, um, probably spending way too much money on them. <laughs> um, but they it really shows in the quality of the product. It's a very high quality adhesive. Yeah. Now, uh, how much uh, do sticky bras normally go for? And how much are we saving if we if we go with the Perky's bras? Yeah. So if you, I mean, a few years ago, you could go to Victoria's Secret and or Nordstrom's and buy a 60 to $80 sticky bra, which is outlandish. Um, I think then a few companies popped up on Amazon and now they offer like $20, $25 ones. But after looking at the reviews, you can see that the bras themselves aren't good and the adhesive is bad quality. And um, the Perky's sticky bra goes for $40, but each initial bra has two sets of adhesives in it. So it's basically two sticky bras for the price of one forty dollars it's like an average price or mm -hmm. you know as twenty dollar each sticky bra but going forward you're only buying you know you're spending thirteen dollars on a set of two adhesives so then that's thirteen dollars for two sticky bras um so the user ends up you know saving tons of money over the lifetime of the bra itself opposed to buying a whole new forty sixty eighty dollar bra yeah and just from a sustainability standpoint it's obviously way better for the environment to have you know just the top layer adhesive thrown out instead of the entire bra gotcha andrew what's up now i love everything i was seeing because i was on your website and i was looking i was like these are really cool looking i'm kind of jealous i don't have a need for one just yet <laughs> but i was looking at all the information that's there and i just want to know what brought you specifically you to the point to want to make something like this? Was there a specific life event, something that occurred as a great idea? Yes. Um, I was actually in high school when I thought of the idea. I was on vacation with my friend's family and it was like Anguilla or Turks and Caicos. And it was, we were going out to dinner one night and the humidity in these on these islands, it was just like crazy. So I'm wearing my sticky bra. It was probably my mom's sticky bra at the time. And she probably like reluctantly gave it to me because she knew that, you know, if I wore it, it would lose adhesion. And um, we, my sticky bra just kept sliding off of me. And I'm like, oh my God. And I turned to my friend Gab. I'm like, they need to create a sticky bra with replaceable adhesives. And I told it to the right person because Gab had a running list of ideas in a note in her phone. And she also always had an iPhone from like nine, from like fifth grade on. So she thankfully has, you know, had right. that list for a while. And fast forward five years, I hadn't thought about that idea since. And I took an entrepreneurship course in college and, um, we had to come up with an idea that solves a customer pain point. So I texted Gab and I said, I know some of those ideas on your list are mine. Um, is there anyone specifically that you remember? And she's like, the only one I can remember off the top of my head is a sticky bra idea. Um, so I pitched it to my team of five classmates and we built a business plan off of it that semester. And then 
I decided to pursue it after that class and ended up doing pitch competitions and a summer accelerator program at my college. And then, yeah. So how do we go from, um, you know, coming up with this idea, pitching it to all your classmates to actually like physically, you know, getting all the materials necessary to make this perfect sticky bra? It was an almost three-year process. It wasn't overnight. Um, it's tough because when you have a great idea, you need a prototype to really raise money um, or just some market validation. And the product problem with my product was it was so expensive to create the product that I needed money beforehand, but I couldn't do that without, you know, couldn't get money without a product. So we kind of just sacrificed time and it was a lot of testing and, you know, making sure the medical grade adhesive works. And because the adhesives are layered, that adds a whole nother layer of complexity. Um, and the adhesive needs to like stick well enough in the bra. So that way, when you take the bra off, it stays inside the bra at the same time, you eventually need to be able to peel it off. Um, and then you need to be able to peel off when you peel off the first layer, you don't want the second layer to come off with it. Um, and then also like connecting a double-sided adhesive to a bra is difficult because you don't, when you actually put adhesive or tape on a bra, you'd pull up the fabric. So then you're talking about another layer of something between the bra and the adhesive that sticks to the bra, um, you know, and allows for an easy removal. So anyway, it was a long process, um, but I do, but as frustrating as it was, I thought it was great because I was able to really build up the brand, build up the brand assets, get the name Perky's, trademark it, work on patents for the product, um, you know, build out an email list, network. I did so much. I laid so much groundwork in that time where by the time I launched the bra, I had like it all, a lot of it figured out, not all of it, but um, I kind of look at it as a blessing in disguise and I just promised myself that the next product I create wouldn't be so complicated. I bet. Yeah. Now I, I know uh, on the website, you're, you're kind of assuring us that we could do uh, or, or whoever is wearing the perky bra uh, could do a lot of enjoyable activities without like the bra coming off. Can you give us like examples of, of activities yes. we could. So uh, typically when I initially would pitch this to people and it still to this day, when I tell people about it, I, very frequently hear a story, a nightmare story of my bra falling off on the dance floor at prom, me having to go to the bathroom, take the bra off, stick it in my pocketbook, me having to go under the hand dryer at the restaurant to dry off the inside of the sticky bra. Um, so I didn't want that to ever happen. And um, not only is does the user get a fresh stick as needed, the stick they get is a really high quality adhesive level um so much so that i would do spin classes wearing the adhesives to test them out which one would be the best and which one could you know withstand the sweat from a peloton class um and i found one that really did the trick and um you know but again you need to make sure it easily removes from your skin without leaving residue but also without hurting your skin um so again, like another really fine line to walk. Um, and I found it again, to sacrifice time, but I didn't sacrifice quality. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, you, you, if you 
typically you're not hiking in a backless outfit or if, if you are good for you. Um, but if you want to wear it hiking or biking or whatever you can, but it's more so it met the dance floor, um, quota. So that's good. Yeah. Andrew. Now, is it easy to take care of the bra itself? If you're going to do the replaceable adhesives, is it a pretty easy aftercare process? Yes. Yeah, so the bra will come with like sets of, uh, covers, so like clear covers that you can put on the bra between uses. So you still can get several uses out of each adhesive. Um, it totally depends on how well you take care of it. If you don't put those covers on and you put them on the floor of a frat house, not going to last too long. Um, but if you do put the covers on, you can get several uses out of each adhesive and the peel back process is very simple. Um, and then I actually have some adhesives right here, but basically you'd align this into the bra and it's the bra adhesives are intentionally shaped like a U um, to go on the outer rims of the bra and not cover your entire breast. So that was also it, intentional. It's good, it's good to get a visual of that on Zoom because I'm looking at that. I'm like, oh, that looks like like the, the outline of a toilet seat. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, uh, now, again, this me just not understanding uh, the relationship women have with their sticky bras. But what about the rare occasion where uh, the, the woman is at a special event, like you said, you know, cocktail party, dance floor, whatever, and she has her perky bra on and it's great. Uh, and she wants to be able to find a seamless way to take it off without it being as difficult as like, you know, trying to take off a, a strapped bra. Is there an easy way one can yeah, do because, that because it's bra. there's no back or straps you could just peel it off so it's pretty oh like like over like over your your you know so basically the sticky bra is like just two cups connected by a clasp uh it literally sticks right on so it's it's not even over the shoulder <laughs> gotcha gotcha so even easier yeah and um uh, in terms of uh people or w women rather that have uh a certain uh, breast size that uh, may grow at any moment is, is does the perky bra work for uh, those uh, changing sizes or Great question. Yeah. So that is something that we're working on this year, 2022. Um, right now we only launch sizes A, B, and C from a funding constraint, but also um, given the design of a stick on bra, it's, backless and strapless. And the number one thing that's going to really provide support is back straps and shoulder straps. Um, so it really provides like the necessary lift size for sizes A, B, and C. Um, typically once you go bigger than a C, you'll need boob tape, which is something that we're looking into right now. Um, but that would provide you with the lift and, um, coverage that women seek that are larger than a size C. Um, and then we also did launch Perky's Petals, which are reusable nipple covers. Um, and those come in three shades of nude and they're like, they're exactly what they sound like. They cover your nipple. Um, and those can go sizes double A to triple D. Um, they don't really have any size constraints there. It's just to cover your nipples. Um, but I do want to expand those nipple covers into the male market because I know that chafing is a big issue for a lot of men. And I'd love to like normalize those nipple covers for men who chafe. 
I think I there's a market there. Um, I say that one more time, Andrew. I was definitely thinking of ordering some of those nipple covers. When I go to the gym, I chafe and it hurts. I don't Can like you it. please order them or I'll send them to you? And I'd love to hear feedback. Yes, yes, I will. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Made a sale. Well, yeah. I mean, look, any, anytime we have like a, a product sponsor on, I can always count on Andrew to be like the, the number one uh, favorite <laughs> of the brand. He's, he's always going to be your, your mascot. But I know there's a use out there for me of it. And then I saw on your website too, you have mask. So I know these two things I can definitely use. Yes. So the masks actually are meant to be worn with glasses. So um, as you can imagine, I've spent countless dozens of hours working hundreds of hours working with adhesives and my mom noticed a newscaster wearing a bridge or a band-aid over the bridge of his nose while wearing a mask to prevent his eyewear from fogging i'm sure both of you have dealt with eyewear fog um as have i and she asked me if i could apply one of my medical grade adhesives the top of a mask to create a seal that prevents eyewear from fogging and prevents that condensation from forming on the inside of your glasses for your breath so anyway i launched sticky masks and um they do just that they create a seal and prevent eyewear from fogging wow and uh so you have you, you have that and then you have the the bras themselves and you also have the the underwear i believe that yeah comes so with- an advisor of mine um, over the summer was like, all right, come on, let's look at your numbers. Like, what's your um, what's your customer retention rate? How many people are reordering? And while I was doing that, I noticed that 30% of people buying from my website were buying more than one product, which is pretty good given the fact that I only had like two or three products on my website. So I was like, what's another product that could kind of like fit the mold and, um, you know, a reasonable price point, but like be a complimentary product to these sticky bras and Perky's petals. Um, so I found a manufacturer, worked with them to create Perky's panties, thongs and cheekies that are seamless, um, no show underwear. And they're incredibly soft. I hear rave reviews all the time. I attest they're great underwear. Um, and now 40% of people buying from my website are buying more than one item. Um, so it's been a great addition and, um, you know, fun and you never know what's going to bring people to the website. So, um, you know, if it's underwear, maybe they'll buy the pedals. If it's the pedals, maybe they'll buy the underwear. So you never know, you know, it's kind of important to expand because that's kind of how you'll draw in more customers and, um, yeah, help with that customer acquisition costs. <laughs> Yeah. And, there, and there's a, uh, a unique uh, kind of comfort with these panties, uh, yes. that yeah, yes. other kind of, you're going to get that more. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. What'd you say? Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm just saying that there's a unique kind of comfort in these panties that you cannot get with other kinds of panties. Uh, what, 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 what kind of comfort, uh, are yeah, we talking so about? It, I mean, it's just, so basically there's lace underwear and seamless underwear. I'd say those are the go-to types of underwear. Um, mm-hmm. the, even like this seamless underwear that exists now, you could still kind of see there are still kind of the- seams there. Um, but this underwear is very seamless, like literally like, um, like glued on seams pretty much. So they're not actual seams. Um, and the, comfort is like 
you can't compare it to anything else. It's like soft, like butter is what we say. <laughs> yeah. um, and the price point is better than, you know, what you're going to get at, at from anywhere else. So. Awesome. Now, um, going back to the Perky's sticky bra, are you able to like, you know, throw them in the washing machine without ruining them? Is there a certain process you have to go through? Yeah. So, um, once, you know, you wear both layers of adhesives, you could peel them out and you could hand wash them, but they're, it's not recommended to put them in an actual washing machine. Um, and yeah, but I mean, current sticky bras, you can't ever really wash the full bra, but ours you can hand wash and leaving out to try. Wow. And well, they're and- sold in a lingerie bag. So, you know, that's just like another reminder that you can actually wash them. Nice. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, you were, you were, were going to say something? Oh, I was saying this is awesome. Now, I want to tell people as I know about your products because I really think great things here. Um, the mask specifically, my day job, I have to wear a mask 24-7 and everybody else in my office does. And we have to wear protective goggles so they always fog. So I'm gonna tell everybody about work at this because I want them to try it out. I think it'll okay. be a- Now, are you still, uh, Rosie, uh, for, for Perky's, like for any um, sale that uh, one makes on Perky's, is it, are, are, do you still have that relationship where it's like 5% of every sale yeah, goes to- Yeah, 5% of every sale on our website goes to a charity of the customer's choice. So when you check out, there's a drop-down menu. Um, we have like three default causes. Um, and then you could, you could click like add another and you could choose which one, but. Oh, what are, what are the causes? So one is the breast cancer research foundation. Um, I think there's obviously a natural tie in there with, uh, bras and, um, a family friend of ours is on the board there. And I was able to actually get a coupon put in every, um, attendees of the breast cancer research foundation event. Um, every attendee got like a, a little Perky's coupon so they could buy Perky's pedals for free or the bra for half off. Um, and then the human rights campaign is number two. And then number three is help hope live, which is a nonprofit that a friend of mine is very involved with. Um, she fell about a year and a half ago and is paralyzed and, um, she, you know, needs to get wheelchairs and needs to get medical attention and, um, needs to now get, learn how to drive in her new, with her new disability. And, um, she needs a car that can cater to her. And those are all insane costs. Um, so the help hope live foundation helps cover those costs. And, um, it's an incredible organization and obviously near and dear to my heart. Um, and it's cool too, cause you could change the, default cause each however much you want so you know october i do breast it's always breast cancer research foundation and then the other months i'll you know choose the others but um you know i'm open to any organizations that you know people want if you know a month goes by and you know wow and uh you're 25 rosie yes I mean, <laughs> what were you doing at 25, Andrew? At 25, I was just like trying to get out of mom's house and trying to get a job. I'm saying, still at mom's house. <laughs> but, but, but still, but still, you're doing great, great things. You know, mm-hmm. with, with what you're doing for women and, and especially with the with the nonprofit stuff. It's like, you know, it. I, I, 
like I said, I, I was just, you know, trying to get a job, you know, saying fart jokes on the radio at 25. And here you are <laughs> making pretty much making a difference. So that, that's awesome. Andrew, what were you doing at 25? At 25, I was in Mexico sleeping in cars and people's couches. Just <laughs> So. Okay. Okay. So we we all have our own journey, and Rosie, yours is uh, certainly notable. Um, now I, I can't I can't wait. Like I said, you know, my girlfriend who's going to be a bridesmaid at a wedding, she's definitely going to go right to uh, Perkies.com to uh, get her sticky bra for that big day next June. Um, can you just give us all the information that we need to know to to get that? Yes, Perfect. definitely. Um, so the website is perkies.com, P-E-R-K-I-E-S.com. Um, the Instagram is myperkies, M-Y-P-E-R-K-I-E-S. Um, and then the Perkies pedals are also on Amazon. So um, you could check those out. Make sure you leave a review and uh, keep your eyes peeled because hopefully we'll uh, be launching more products and um yeah, exciting stuff to come in 2022. I know. And you're on social media too, right? Yeah. So the Instagram is my perkies. Um, that's oh, and TikTok, my perkies, trying to build up that TikTok presence. Um, and yeah, I guess those are the two main social platforms that we're focused on. Awesome. Well, I'm following you and I'd love to see the the, the progress of, of the Perkies brand. Uh, it's really a, a great honor to be talking with you, Rosie. I mean, certainly um, I love uh, stories of, of, you know, young people such as yourself. And, I, and I'm not that much older. I'm 30, but still like, you know, <laughs> like we have this perception of people in their 20s, like just kind of screwing around and, you know, trying to figure out who they are while they're screwing around. And I feel like you are are, are going on a really, are, are you not? You're giving me a face as if you're not. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I'm still figuring it out. I'm not okay. perfect. I'm not on a but, perfect path. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you'd be doing it in a very non-train recce way. So I, I applaud that and I, and I look up to that. And I think Andrew will agree with me. Uh, with his turtle stuffed animal. What do you have there, Andrew? Oh, you know, it's my new Christmas present that I got. It's a turtle shell for Mario. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to lean again. <laughs> but I 100% agree. Um, my life was nowhere near any way on track at 25. <laughs> but I'm just excited about your journey, hearing your journey, seeing where things are going. You're amazing. Thank you. So are you guys. I'm so happy to meet you and um, have you guys follow along the journey. And I look forward to following your guys' journey. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I know I know you're going to go places, Rosie. It's it's definitely, uh, you know, written on the wall, practically. Uh, I love your last name. Mangiarati. Is that how you pronounce it? Mangiarati. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey. It's, a lot, it's a mouthful. <laughs> I, I, I do not care. Is it Italian? It's Italian. I think you're supposed to say Mangerati, but our whole family says Mangerati and we Americanized it. The Anything Show with John Francois on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Join us on YouTube, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, and Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Join Andrew Vandertunt on Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy wherever you get podcasts and on Instagram and TikTok at AJ Vandertunt.